morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? The Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angelie. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet is Friday. Yes, it's Friday. It is. Happy to be here, man. Happy to see another Friday. Another quarantined week is in the books. That's right. Good morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about today. Today, Friday, is my daughter's last day of high school. She is, uh, today's after today's classes, she'll she'll no longer be a, a high school student. In September, Yikes. she will be in uh, NYU, hopefully. We'll see what happens, but... Alleged, allegedly. Allegedly. But today is <laughs> her last willing. day. Her last day in high school. So they pushed well, the graduation back re- to June, so... She'll never forget these times because this is an unprecedented... High school, 2020, any type of graduating class. So yeah, that's sure. something she'll remember and talk sure. about in the future. That's right. It's got to suck, though, man. I, I'm telling you, during this whole pandemic, the, the, the thing that you feel bad about the most is the kids. The that's stuff right. that the kids are missing out on, whether it's, you know, graduation, their last days as a senior, whether it's cheerleading competitions, whether it's prom, like all of that, those little things that, you know, you talk about 20 years from now. It seems like they're missing out on his kids. That's the worst part about it. Yeah, she missed her prom this year. She's uh, missed graduation. They pushed it back to June 24th. I don't know if that's going to happen in June, but we'll see. But it sucks. It, it really, really sucks for her. Uh, this is supposed to be her last summer. You know, this is where she's supposed to, you know, yeah. hang out with her girls and they're supposed to be doing cool things all summer. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So that sucks. Um, but, you know, this is her last day. She's excited. No more classes. No more high school classes. It sucks to end out on a, a virtual class, which sucks. She won't be able to be around her friends. None of the balloon stuff that she did as a, you know, that we did as as high school students. But, you know, it, hey, it's, it's it's the new way of the world, I guess, right? Yeah, and yeah, at man, least her family adjust. is safe safe and healthy. That's probably yeah. the number one thing. Yeah, Absolutely. you got to adjust. That's what, I mean, it's actually a good life lesson for all kids, too, though. It's just about... Learning how to adjust, learning how to learning how to pivot. You know, sometimes your your good plan may not be God plans for you, and you got to roll with it. Yeah, and and today is also the second day I woke up, and my son is downstairs on the couch sleeping, because uh, there was a spider in his room two days ago, and he refuses to go back in his room. And I'm like, why don't you just kill it? You're five ten, you you lift weights and run every day. You're more buffed than half people I know. But he's like, I don't mess with spiders, Pops. I ain't going back in the room. So he's been sleeping on the couch. I could see if he it was have... a mouse. I, I wouldn't go back in there. A spider, I could kill. He ain't mess with no he spiders. Might, he might have arachnophobia. I don't know. So. He, ain't, he ain't mess with no spiders. He's like, nah, I'm not going out. And I've been... Tell me. Hmm? He could turn into Spider-Man. Yeah, right. Yeah, How right. does he act when he sees spiders <laughs> on TV? That'll tell you That'll tell you the true tale. You know what? My, I, wife, we... my, my, wife, my wife has arachnophobia. She can't even watch a spider on TV. Goodness gracious. So yeah, uh, I've been messing with him. I'm like, you know, I ain't. I'm making him doing all type of chores. I'm like, yo, I need you to take this out. Want me to go kill that spider? All right, Dad. So he's been doing everything around the house for me to go kill that spider. So I think I got another more, another day from doing that, and then I gotta go out there and really go get that spider. It's one spider. How am I find a spider in the room? 
Yeah, it's not like it's a big nah. spider. It's a little, little spider. That's not going to work. No. What eats spiders? I'm trying to think what eats spiders. It's something that eats spiders. But I think that might be worse to put in your house. Cause yeah, it's they a snake. Nah. Spiders. I'll pass on the snakes. Frogs? I think it's a frog. Frogs eat spiders? Something no. eats spiders. All right. Anyway. Well, let's get the show cracking. Kelly Rowland will be joining us this morning. The Godiva Chocolate Goddess. Or I guess you can call it now the Godiva Chocolate Coffee Goddess. There you go. She'll be joining us this morning. She got a new single, Coffee, that's out right now. She has a new project, so we'll talk to her about everything that's going on. And we need to play her record, too. I don't know why people are not playing that Kelly Rowland record on the radio. That's a dope record. And the video is dope, too. I know why. Because she's she's not on the label? Yeah, she's not on the label. So she has to do the work herself. She has no people, you know, pushing the record. You know, there's no iHeart stimulus package. None of that. So we're going to support Kelly Rowland, man. We're going to help Kelly Rowland now. She's a friend to the room, so we'll help her out. Now, um... We got front page news coming up. Uh, yes. You know what I want to tell you guys about the first two people charged with defrauding the Paycheck Protection Program. They are the first people in the nation to be charged with this. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. That was Future. Now, Future uh, released a new project today, right? Did any of y'all hear it? Not yet. No, not, nah, yet. not yet. I'll vibe All to right. it in the gym later. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? Well, two New England restaurateurs have been charged with defrauding the Paycheck Protection Plan. They are the first in the nation to be charged, and I'll tell you how they did it. Stavely is the first guy's name, David Stavely from Andover, Massachusetts. And the second person is David Butziger of Warwick, Rhode Island. They both were arrested on May 6th for allegedly attempting to defraud the program. They both sought nearly $500,000 to pay dozens of employees at three restaurants, one in Massachusetts, the other two in Rhode Island. But federal authorities say that Stavely does not even have an ownership stake in one of the restaurants listed on the application. And the two additional restaurants on the tracks in Berlin, Massachusetts, and the former Remington Hotel in Warwick, Rhode Island, have not been in operation since before the pandemic even happened. One of them not even since 2018. So they were trying to do some... Mm-hmm. I thought dude from Love and Hip Hop was the first person to uh, get arrested. Well, I don't know if he's been charged. I don't, um, Arkansas Mo. I don't know if he's. Yeah, been, this was on the. This was on the sixth. That this, this happened. Was on the sixth. Okay. Yeah, May sixth. So today's the fifteenth. So maybe this was before him. Mm. Maybe he hasn't been charged yet. I don't know. But these, pe- these two arrested. people are the first two in the nation. Yeah, he got arrested and bailed out. Yeah, and they should they should be arrested, man. These people doing that don't have a business, and there's a lot of people with small businesses that are losing and taking a beating, and and those people need help, and they need help desperately, and they're gonna continue to need help. So we gotta help the people they that need have, help. They also have very incriminating emails that they were doing back and forth, so that'll do it. All right, now Joe <laughs> I know Biden. The, I, I know the, I know the people who actually have small businesses and really need that money. I know they're wondering, well, how? Wh- what are they doing that they're getting through so easy and getting their PPP approved, but I can't. All right, now Joe Biden says that anybody who believes Tara Reid should not vote for him. Now, when he was being questioned on an MSNBC about whether or not he even remembered Tara Reid, here's what he told Lawrence O'Donnell. Do you remember Tara Reid, who worked there for about around a year in 1992-93? Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't. But look, let me get something clear. When a woman makes a claim that she has been harassed or abused, and this claim has changed as it's gone on, but harassed or abused, she should be taken seriously. She could come forward, share her story. She should be taken seriously. And it should be thoroughly vetted. 
And in every case, what matters is the truth. And the truth of the case is nothing like this ever, ever happened. That's a trick question right. for Joe Biden, though. Like, seriously, what, what does Joe Biden re- what does Joe Biden remember? The man loses his train of thought in the middle of a sentence, okay? The only thing it seems Joe Biden remembers is working for President Obama. That's a hard... That's well, it wasn't, it wasn't 1993, yeah, so that would have been 27 years ago. So uh, here's what else he has to say about whether or not you believe Tara Reid. Well, I think they should vote their heart. And if they believe Tara Reid, they probably shouldn't vote for me. I wouldn't vote for me if I believed Tara Reid. The fact is that look at Tara Reid's story. It changes considerably. And uh, and so, but I, I I don't want to question her motive. I don't want to question anything other than to say, the truth matters. I mean, he's, listen to all women believe all proof. That's all you can do in those situations. And he's right. If, if you you know if you if you believe her, don't vote for him. It's not complicated, people. It's just that simple. I, li- I like I actually like that answer a lot. I think that's a very honest answer. If you believe Harry, don't vote for Joe Biden. Simple as that. Uh, I'm all shocked right, you said well, that. To be honest with you. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning. Maybe you're planning something this weekend. Maybe this is your last day of school and you're upset you can't graduate. You can't walk today. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm call, calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yolanda. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. Good morning. My name's Yolanda, and I'm from Miami, Florida. And I'm supposed to graduate with my bachelor's from FAU, Florida Atlantic University. But because of Corona, I'm unable to... They did a little ceremony for us online, but I'm mad because it took me a while. It took me three kids later, a marriage later, a business mm. later to graduate, and I was eager to walk this year. Right. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm upset because of that. Are you I'm doing so anything sorry. at all? At home, no, because I do have my own business. I do um, seafood. So we've been, like, all my customers, they've been telling me congratulations and dropping off gifts to me. My husband, he works, so he's a baker, so he's unable to... We, we don't have the time to actually do something amongst us, but I'm just eager. I'm just waiting for next year and then, uh, not next year, Um, they said they're going to do something for us later on, but I'm not trying to walk with another class. I want us to have our own class. I think we should have our own Corona graduation and make it like the best of the best. Yeah, I, I, my daughter, they moved it to June 24th and she feels the same way. She feels like, Dad, I, you know, I had, you know, A's the whole time. I'm you're like, I, I worked hard. Like, I should be able to walk. I should be able to have these pictures. But, you know, it's just one of those things. There's nothing you can do, you know? Yeah, right. And then my son, he's four. He, he, just, he just graduated VPK. And I'm like, I just paid for his graduation ceremony. But unfortunately, he can't walk. I'm like, he's in, kin- he's in going to kindergarten. I'm like, wow. So now I have that. Yeah. And then my two-year-old, he's in school. Then my, my daughter, she's in eighth. She's going to eighth grade. She can't have her ceremony either. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It makes no sense that restaurants, beaches, malls, nail salons, all of that stuff open, but they can't figure out a way to do a social yeah, I'm with graduation. You. They got the they beaches make, open, yeah. bro. It makes no sense. Yeah. They got the malls open yeah, yeah. in some places. That's crazy. Mean? I just seen last night when I went to to my husband's job. I seen a little club open. I'm like, listen, Miami need to shut down 100. percent They playing mm. with their lives. 
Well, the funny part is I was reading an article yesterday that said uh, cases in Florida have actually declined since they've been opening everything up. Right. They're like, even with all of that, they said is, uh, they don't even know why. Yeah, Florida and Georgia they're cases continue to truth. decline. They're not telling the truth. They're not. They ain't got no reason to lie. By the way, we should hope. For the best. The decline, yeah. Right. right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I hope, like, I hope, hope for, for the best, but unfortunately, I don't know about that. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? Envy, this Fred. Fred, what's up, Fred? Get it off your chest, brother. Why you sound like right, that, Fred? Oh, man, I'm just not getting up. Uh, okay. Anyways, my whole thing is, I don't understand how everybody's giving Boosie all this backlash, and they give it Dwayne Wade, the utmost respect. Oh like, boy. They what do, does that have to do with any... I don't understand because, the two. They're yeah. two completely different things. We're talking they about grown women having sex with but children. But but it's two things. It's first, Dwayne Wade, you were, he's allowing his son to make a whole choice on becoming a whole gender. Try to become a whole different gender. This has nothing to do with having sex. It's not illegal. But... Okay, it might not be illegal, but we still don't even know how that conversation went with Boosie and his son and nephew. And we see from Boosie's live that Boosie be on tip. But, so sir, it is illegal a, for a grown person to have that. sex with a 12 or 13-year-old. That is an awful thing to do. Wouldn't you feel disgusted if somebody had sex well, with yeah. a 12-year-old? Well, two things here. Boosie, no, Boosie said, uh, two things, Fred. Boosie said he was, yesterday, Boosie said he was playing. He said he was just trolling. Right? That's number one. And number two, you just woke up, bro. I think you should lay back down. Think about you know, what you say. Pat, pat, pat your pillow, put your covers up to your neck, and wake up and try this again. That's all. Just wake up in about an hour. Wake up in about an hour and try this again. Well, you have a good morning. Have a good morning. Yeah. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, hello, essential worker, a.k.a. Sean Stone. Peace and blessings, world. Peace and blessings. Sean Stone, good morning, bro. Sean Stone. Uh, how you That's your new handle? You're addressing yourself as an essential worker now? Charlemagne, that's what I do. That's my job, sir. I'm a, a driver of a sanitation truck. Yeah, sanitation I, is definitely re- essential workers. I respect it. He, he never want me to shine. What's up with you? <laughs> I just said I respect it. If you want to hear negativity your whole life, then be a, be a, be a pessimist your whole yeah, life. I just said yeah, I respect but it. But you always, you always know the type of job that I do, man. You know what I mean? That's not what I said. I said that you're addressing yourself as an essential worker now. Yes, I am. I, I am. Okay, you, so congratulations. recognizing me like that. But anyway, listen, I, I got a, a beautiful friend, a female friend. She lives in uh, Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? And she should have been walking uh, uh, along the stage today for her graduation, but she's not, so she's a little bit sad. So I just wanted to call up the Breakfast Club and, you know, ask if you guys have any encouraging words, you know, for the sister named Britt in Pittsburgh. You know, she's a good sister, man. How you didn't charge her for this. You didn't charge her for this, right? No, no. Why would I do I'm just that? making sure. Young Stone been listening to Breakfast Club for nine years. I've been rocking with y'all. Y'all <laughs> always know I keep my own job. I, I, you know what I mean? Come on, Breakfast Club. I'm not iPhone Sims or <laughs> what's that other scamming name? I don't, I don't know what saying, Mellow, Mellow. You know what I mean? But Charlamagne, iPhone Sim would have definitely charged. He definitely would have charged. You said what? What did you say? 
you have any encouraging word for the for the for the girl Brit in um, Pittsburgh that should have been walking off across the stage today? Um, no. I mean, my encouraging words would be that, you know, just be happy that you're alive. Be thankful for what you do have at a time like this and not what you don't have. You know what I'm saying? Like I always say, your good plan may not be God's plan for you. So you just got to roll with the punches. You know what I mean? The one thing that we all have at a time like this is life. So I'd rather be alive and breathing and adjusting to this new normal than be dead. Well, thank you, Sean Stone. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany, good morning. Get it off your chest, Tiffany. Um, I'm just calling just to give a, a shout-out to all the frontline workers and the first responders. I work for FedEx, so um, so I want to stay strong out there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, thank Mama. You. FedEx is out here working. I got, like, five packages yesterday. Hello, who's this? You. What's up, Envy? What, what's up, Trav? What's going on? Uh, I'm telling, I'm telling. Hey, ye. What's up, boo? Hey, Trav. Hey, boo. How you living? How you living? I'm good. You sound happy. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in a better mood. What's going on, Charlemagne? Peace, sis. What's the word? How you living? Oh, God. I'm blessed black, I'm blessed like black you, and highly favored. You sound like you got some. That's good. You say I sound like I got some? I need some. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been almost two months since I Drum had some. Okay. Uh, you want some of that what pandemic penis? <laughs> Why are you calling dramas for? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you looking, you're looking for some you of that corona Trav, <laughs> everything what Dramos did. So, you know, me and Dramos was having Uh-oh. a nice conversation on okay. his live okay. like a little while ago. Okay. We had like a nice conversation. Okay. And Dramos interrupted our conversation to kick me off his live. Do you know why he kicked me off his live? Why? Because I was talking to him with my shirt off. <laughs> wow, Dramos. Wow, Dramos. That is crazy. Like, 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 Dramos never talked to a person with his shirt off before. It caught what? me off guard. It caught something. me off guard. I caught you off guard. Trav, okay. Trav, look, Trav, let me tell you something. When Dramos first started, I used to smell butt <laughs> on his beard every morning. Man, shut up. <laughs> Listen, I'm not calling for that. I'm okay. calling. What you calling trash. for? I'm calling the trash Terry Crews because Terry Crews released the most horrible, tragic. Oh my god, it was like the most horrible movie <laughs> on Netflix I ever seen. And it's called John movie? Henry. It's called John Henry on Netflix. It's Terry Crews. They got a movie about John Henry? Yes. And Terry Crews should be ashamed of himself. It seemed like he can't get a good role now because he ain't because he ain't getting touched on no more. If he's gonna get roles like that. Oh, that was it. the wrong deal. Come on now, stop. Goodbye, it. Trav. Goodbye. Hang up with Trav. Is he playing John Henry in the movie? I don't know. What's wrong is with it John Jackson? Henry? John Henry, like the African American hero, John Henry. I'm not sure. The guy that I don't know, uh, but I, with, the, the, with the hammer that worked on the, what he worked on the trains, I believe, train tra- railroad tracks. You better Google it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had a John Henry movie. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Now we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, we are going to talk about The Last Dance. Now, you know that series is on on Sunday. And now they have something new coming as far as The Last Dance. We'll tell you what's happening after the final two episodes. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk The Last Dance. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Well, the finale for The Last Dance is on Sunday. You'll be watching episodes 9 and 10. But ESPN is doing an after show that's going to air on ABC next Tuesday. And that is going to be starring Stephen A. Smith. He'll be hosting the hour-long special. And he'll be joined by Magic Johnson and other surprise guests. And they'll be talking about what they thought of the 10-part series. And then the Sports Center special will air at 8 p.m. So, yes, they're definitely making sure they keep on doing more stuff since the last dance was so successful. And not only that, they have nothing else to talk about on ESPN for the last dance. That's the reason they moved it up from June to now, because literally they have been stretching and squeezing all the juice they can out of Mm -hmm. any Michael Jordan-related story. I saw a story yesterday that said, could Patrick Mahomes be the Michael Jordan of the NFL? I'm like, what? <laughs> but but is that's just because they have nothing else to talk about. They do a good job at it though. I swear first take does a good job about talking about nothing. But yeah, they need that. Well, this the last dance was the highest ratings ever when it premiered last month for an ESPN documentary with more than six million people watching on ESPN and ESPN two. All right, other things that you can be watching this weekend. TBS is airing the best of Frank Costanza from Seinfeld Marathon in honor of Jerry Stiller, who passed away. So they're going to have a whole schedule of episodes that you can watch that is the best of Frank Costanza for all you Seinfeld fans. Now, shout out to E-40. He's been doing something really positive. Now, he's, uh, he decided that he needed to do something uh, for the community. He says that there's no way inmates can implement social distancing within the confines of prison walls. So now he's providing hand sanitizer for California prisoners. And the government, local government officials are applauding him for that. He said people who were sentenced to prison time weren't sentenced to death by COVID-19. So now he's donating 1,000 gallons of hand sanitizer to uh, different prisons in California. Drop on the clues bombs for E-40, man. LL Cool J is going to be contributing to Swiss Beats' idea. Remember, Swiss wanted to do this hip-hop founders fund? Right. And so he's been discussing this. He's been kind of throwing around the idea of contributing a million dollars to hip-hop founders like Cool Herc and Sugar Hill Gang. And he talked about all of this. Well, now LL is saying that he would be on board uh, with something like that. He said, I'm so on board in the helm of this ish lane with you. It's that vibe. It's about paying it forward. I learned early on in my career, it was about me, but you get humbled and you realize there's a bigger world out there than you. All right, and shout out to Action Bronson. He lost 50 pounds. And to celebrate that, he did an interview with TMZ with no shirt on. And he said that since the quarantine went into effect, he's lost that weight. Here's what he had to say. I lost 50 pounds just now. Yeah, I just bring, I mean, I'm still fat, which shows you I still need to lose I mean, I've been working out. I've been working out crazy. I've been eating really good. I've been juicing. You know, I have a nice little balcony that I have. I, you know, some deck. It runs parallel with my apartment, so it's, it's a nice size. I run there. I do my push-ups. I do a lot of cardio work. Congratulations to Action yeah. Bronson. That is great. You keep, lo- you keep losing 50 pounds, you know, a few more times, you won't be fat anymore. And the fact that he's doing it during the quarantine is even even better because it's more difficult when you have nothing but food and nothing to do all day. That's great. Actually, actually, it's not. You know, at the beginning of the no, at the beginning of the quarantine, I got up to one ninety eight. I'm at like one seventy five now. It's you actually can be more disciplined because you're home, so you're not running around. You can actually, uh, you know, meal plan a lot better. You know what I mean? And you can get the proper amount of rest. Like, it's actually a little easier. It's a lot easier, to be honest with you. It's, it's harder when you're trying to diet. It's harder when you're trying to diet and you out in the streets and you're running around and you got to go to meeting <sighs> and then you got to be places. 
Like, you know, when you're on the go, that's when you grab something quick. Nah, you know, like my, be a little bit more my daughter be like, Dad, make French toast. And then you you make her some, but you just got to have a little piece for yourself. Then then yeah, there's all know. these all these candies and cakes and all these fruit and all this stuff. Ah, Do three egg whites. Make a protein shake in the morning. That's all. That's all well, about my, I tell my parents, they, they actually came by yesterday, and they always drop off all this junk. I was like, please stop dropping things off here. If you want to come by and bring me, like, a couple of things because they go see my brother, and then they visit me, and they drop stuff off. You I, let them in the house? Hard when, it's hard when things are in your house. I said they drop stuff off. It's, oh, hard when there's things, it's hard when there's things in your house. And it's just sitting there, and you're like, hmm, let me just grab some Ritz crackers. I never really eat Ritz crackers, but they bought me a huge thing of Ritz crackers. And mm. so now if I get a little bit hungry, it's just easy. And I'm like, damn, I shouldn't even have these in the house. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, um, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, and we'll be talking about what's going on with this coronavirus, all of these updates with this testing. Is the testing any good? And we'll talk about somebody who actually went and did the vaccine trial and what his experience was like. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Major League Baseball. They are making plans to play in empty ballparks, according to the commissioner, Rob Manfred. Here's what he had to say about them being hopeful. I think it's hopeful that uh, we will have some Major League Baseball this summer. We are making plans about playing in empty stadiums, um, but all of those plans are dependent on what the public health situation is and uh, us reaching the conclusion that it'll be safe for our players and other employees to come back to work. We have developed extensive protocols. Um, A key to those is frequent testing. All of our players would be tested multiple times a week. So have have graduations on a baseball field. And baseball fields are huge. That okay, right. everybody can everybody can spread out the way they spread out on a baseball field. Let them kids do their little dance to some pomp and circumstance on a baseball field. Yeah, or like you said, every well, every school has a, a has a football. Most of the schools have a football arena where they can you know do it in a football arena, right? Do it in, in yeah, their football. This isn't starting now, guys. This is also not going to be starting until like the middle of June. So less than thirty that's days. A, that's thirty that's days. A, that's from now. But I thought you said that your daughter's stuff was pushed back like a month. Right, but it's not guaranteed. They should be able to do it right. now. There's no difference. They should guar- be able to do it now. This isn't guaranteed yet either. They're hopeful, like I said. And oh. another thing that the commissioner, Rob Manfred, had to say was this is all about health protocol. They cover everything from how the players will travel, private charters, how those charters mm-hmm. have to be cleaned, um, who has access to the ballpark, strict limits on number of people, uh, tiering of employees. So even those people who are in the ballpark will be isolated in general from the players. Um, so we'll hope that we'll be able to convince them that it's safe. Um, at the end of the day, however, if there's you know players with either health conditions or just their own personal doubts, um, we would never force them or try to force them to come back to work. All right, so everybody will be getting tested. It'll be empty ballparks, and we'll see what happens. Again, this is not anything that is set in stone yet. This is what they're hopeful could possibly happen. 
Mm-hmm. Now let's discuss a vaccine trial. A participant in a coronavirus vaccine trial has shared what his experience was like. Neil Browning is his name, and he said he saw all the pain that the world is suffering from, and he felt that he did need to act. Here's what he had to say. This first phase of the study, there was 45 people broken up into three groups of 15, where my initial group received a very small 25 microgram dose of the vaccine. After two weeks and we showed no signs of any untowards behavior from the vaccination, the second group, which got four times that at 100 micrograms, was introduced to their dose of the vaccine. Another two-week pause to make sure that no ill effects were felt by that group. And then the final group of 15, which got 10 times my original dose of 250 micrograms, got their doses. Uh, In the interim between that, we all get blood tests to make sure that we're doing okay. Now, do they get paid for this? Like, why would they want to be human guinea pigs? Well, I don't they know. Kinda, we need somebody like, to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe it's I for the, you know, we need it. So the pain that the world mm-hmm. is suffering from, so he volunteered to do that. And he I'm said in saying, order to get selected that they run through your entire medical background. You do interviews. They draw your blood to make sure you're as healthy as possible. Why not go get some of these people that are in jail for? Ever, you know what I mean? These people that you have can't committed force these, it on these somebody. people that I'm just saying these yeah, people that have committed these, these heinous crimes. But that's my point. You go to the you go to the prisons and you talk to these people who have committed these heinous crimes and who may want to be doing something to get right with God, right? Because you said they're right. doing it because mm-hmm. they're seeing all the world the pain, all the pain the world is in. Talk right. to them first. Like, why would you just go to the civilians that's out here? Well, well people want to do. Well, it. these people volunteered. He said he had to throw his name into a hat. And then he was contacted by the research. They don't even choose everyone that volunteers. So I don't think that yeah. uh, there's a lack of yeah. people volunteering. Yeah, I would love to know what your life is like that you would like to volunteer for this. I would love to know. And, and they said Mall of America is opening up June 1st. See what I'm saying? God damn, that's in Germany. <laughs> no, Mall of America is in Minnesota. In Minnesota? It's, it's the biggest mall in, in the U.S., I believe. They do have a mall of America in Jersey, though. But my thing is, like, if you could do all that, you could do graduation. But back to these people. Would you be a guinea pig at a time nope. like this? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I'm with you. If I was in jail, like, say, serving life, and I said, okay, yes. I'll be a guinea pig. But after this is over, you, you got to free me, though. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I would do it. But not now. I ain't doing it now. Uh-uh. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Kelly Rowland will be joining us. We'll kick it with Kelly Rowland. Chocolate coffee goddess. She has a new single cook coffee. We'll get that on this morning as well. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, Kelly right, Rowland, the, the Godiva Chocolate Coffee Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? How are Good you? Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Crazy pandemic. Uh huh. How, how are you, you been looking? You've been looking amazing, and and this inspiration to all of us. Ah, uh, thank you. Both the first two, three weeks. In quarantine, mm-hmm. I was learning how to uh, cook, and Titan was baking cookies and brownies and stuff every day. I was like, I can't be doing this every day. I got caught up. I almost got that quarantine 15, and then I had to get my life. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much did you gain? I gained 20, but I lost it, though. How much you gain? I gained at least almost 10 because he was, I'm telling you, he was baking cookies. I had a friend of mine who barbecues, and I love barbecue. 
So she kept bringing barbecue over here because it was like a comfort food, you know, in a time where it's just so much uncertainty, you want some comfort food. That's exactly what I was doing. And we started making pasta. I learned how to make pasta. I was like, oh, I got this down. So I made it every other night. Uh-uh. You ain't going to have me. <laughs> so what's your specialty in the kitchen? Right now, um, it is the pasta. I've got the pasta down. Um, I made trout and salad. <laughs> and I just learned how to make oxtails. Really? Really? Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, a Jamaican homie showed me how to do it. So I got it. So now we know why the bikini pick came because you had lost them 15 and you was feeling good about yourself. <laughs> She, That's she where said that 10, came Charlamagne. From. She said she gave, 10, she said she 10, gave 10, 10, Charlamagne, 10. <laughs> now, how's the baby doing? How, how is the baby now? Because baby's, what, five, ain't no six baby years no old more. now? Right, ain't five, no six baby. Years old. That's not a baby. No, yeah, mine is still, I still call my babies. My, I got a six, five, and a three. They're my babies, but go ahead. No, but Envy, he's not a baby no more. The way he talks to me, Titan is watching documentaries. Like, he is just his own little person, and it's the coolest thing to watch. And I'm just... I'm mad I didn't go back to back like you told me. I told you, you back said, to have back. Have another one. Have another one. I'm mad I didn't go back to back. They keep each other company. They in there with each other. They play all day. They only come to me when they gotta when they gotta eat and when they gotta and when they gotta go to the bathroom. Other than that, they don't bother me at all. They just do. Well, they bother me in the morning sometimes, but other than that, they good. Yo, that's the hard part is because like me and his dad are playmates, so it's like, mommy, can you play with me? And it's the sweetest voice. You can't be a jerk and say, ah, oh, no, or whatever. Like, I have to, like, really, like, stop what I'm doing and have kind of, like, uh, shifted my schedule to, like, around his or his wake-up time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, And we quarantined, like, really tough with another family. Um, so he has his best friend that comes over, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, Kelly, I was watching you on Mother's Day, and I was watching you post, like, all your friends, and all of y'all have become mothers now. And I was like, how, how has motherhood changed the dynamic of your crew? Um, we can just sit down somewhere, drink wine, and watch them play. <laughs> That's word, word. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's really, um, I remember when I had Titan, and Solange made this post that just made me boom cry, because, mm-hmm. and I just saw, like, I, I actually looked over all those, and I was crying that day, too, because it's really awesome to grow up with someone that you've been knowing since you were nine years old and, or younger, I know for some folks out there, and y'all get to share life together. That's really a blessing. And I didn't take it for granted. And whether it was women that I knew on my story or women that I didn't know, I just wanted to post mothers. Like, you know what I mean? And, and it just, like some of them I've known for a long time and watched grow up and we've probably done some crazy shit together, but now it's just like we grown and mm-hmm. it's motherhood is a blessing for sure. Now I saw you said that you and Tim do therapy all the time and make sure your relationship is good and strong and maybe some role play in the bedroom. So how is life at home with Tim right now? Life at home with Tim right now is a lot of fun. Although Tim is really wrapped up in golf this man literally like practices his swing all day so this is like like the backyard areas like where he goes and has that little tent thing and practices swing does he have a simulator um, one of them golf simulators does he have one of the golf simulators is that the computer thing yeah the computer yeah. thing they hit it into the net <laughs> no perfect for father's day <laughs> that's it i want to get him that for father's day but he has he just has a tent right now 
Um, but he has a tent and he hits the golf balls in there and he has the best time. But that's mm-hmm. when I'm getting on his nerve. I know when I'm getting on his nerve because he's like, is he having a you lot of what? coffee in? Is he having a lot of coffee in the morning? Oh, I try to make that happen, yes. It's all finished. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I saw the coffee video, Kelly, and, and, you know, I'm thinking about the bikini pic you posted, and it just feels like you got a, a different level of freedom nowadays. I, well, why are you feeling so liberated nowadays? You know what? It's, it's not even necessarily, like, uh, something about freedom. It's more so, like, wanting to have this moment so, like, my favorite shot of the video is where you see all of the women together in different bodies. All that melanin. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, when we were in the editing bay and we're looking at it, I remember the director did not put that shot at me. I just looked at him like he was crazy. I said, have you lost your mind? He was like, but this is off. Because he's such a perfectionist. I love Steven. Um, but he had another shot, and I was like, put this one in there. And when it came up on screen, everybody, like, around us got chills. So I was like, no, this is what we should, you know, have. It was a celebration of black women. It was a celebration of brown and black girls. And it's important that we always see each other on screen. You know what I mean? And we're praising each other in our different tones, like I said, and textures and body types. Like, that has to, and it's almost like it's like a, I didn't need your permission to do this. I just wanted to do it. You know, right. I feel like sometimes, you know, I, I grew up at least like where I remember looking at the cover of a Vogue magazine that said, this is dinky. And I was like, my face ain't on there. You know, uh, a body type ain't on there. But like, it was just one specific body type on there. And I'm just like, this is so wrong. And I'll never forget that feeling. And I just wanted us to be and feel seen and, and heard. So that's what that was for. Hi, right, we got more with Kelly Rowland. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kelly Rowland. Yee. Now, Kelly, I wanted to talk to you about this because I spoke about this in an interview that I did. And I was disappointed that I saw when you and Lala and Gabrielle Union were on live and discussing things like your favorite position. And people were in the comments like, oh, I'm disappointed that they're discussing these things. And what. And I was like, what is the big deal? I couldn't understand why people think a conversation like that is so taboo in this day and age. I think, honestly, you know, you have some people that want to keep that, you know, quiet. And I respect that. That's totally their, you know, feeling on it. I really don't care. You know, I I think I definitely used to be that prude until, like, the reason why I started the whole Coffee with Kelly in the first place is because every day we were getting this crazy download of so much COVID-19 information and it was Mm -hmm. causing also much anxiety for me and so I had this text chain with some of my buddies and so I asked them what a specific I asked them about a specific I think vibrator or something like that was and they just hollered laughing like one at a time like just saying all these different memes and gifts and stuff and so we continued this conversation for like another two hours about different ones and all these different things and I just noticed like Sex always makes people, like, laugh and giddy and, you know what I mean? It's just having fun. And that's literally all it is. And one thing that I love about La and Gabrielle Union is the fact that, like, we don't mind talking about that kind of stuff. And it's it's fun talk. It's girl talk. And it's also healthy. Because, you know, if you're talking to people who are on there and they don't know anything or they're learning about it, you know, like we had this one girl come in and she was a virgin. I was so – did you see that, Angela? Yes. (laughs) 
So you have moments like that where people are coming in because they have questions. And if they do have questions, like, you help them answer it as much as you can. I'm no sex therapist by no means. Right. But I can tell you about, like, my experience and help you do it or talk you through it. And I think that it's, it's healthy, too. It's okay. I like that you're doing the coffee with, with... I like that a lot. Like, I think it's dope because I do feel like that was a side of you that we didn't see as much. We might hear it in the music, but not mm-hmm. actually hear you talk about it. So I enjoy it and I appreciate it. And I think it's fun. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good time, baby. Why did you bring Why did you bring the vibrator conversation to the group chat, though? Were you recommending one or asking for one? Like, what was that? Yes. No, mm-hmm. I was, I was at, well, because one of them is like a specialist. <laughs> one okay. Of them is okay. Like, she knows about, one of my girlfriends knows all about them. And she's just like, no, and this is what you do. But don't press this button three times because if you do, like, she's like so detailed about it. But I love her for that. Yeah. Gotcha. I've heard people say that if you use a vibrator too much, it can numb you so that you lose feeling. And I've heard that happen to some people, like if you use it constantly. So for people who are isolated right now, using that vibrator multiple times a day, just be careful with that so your senses don't go well, away. Don't, well, don't answer just tell them not to put it on the highest mode. You might start shaking. <laughs> you sound like an expert over there. Don't put it on the highest mode. You put it on the low. <laughs> she knows a lot. You know what else was a conversation? Is missionary boring? No, is that a boring? Missionary is not boring. I don't think it's boring. Mm-hmm. Because I saw, who was it? Was it Lala that said that missionary was a boring? I can't remember. One of you said oh, that. Thinks, yes. Don't give me a Lala. <laughs> Lala. Lala. Lala's like, Oh, you a church girl? And I was like, a what? <laughs> so, yeah, no. She's bugging. Yeah. Now, with this out, when did you record coffee? Did you record coffee a couple of years ago, or is, is that something that you recorded recently? No, I recorded coffee in 2017. So um, what took so long? I've I seen so that. Because you know I'm crazy. You know I'm crazy. I, you know, I, I got probably, like, at least three albums in there, but I am done. I am done. I have, like, one more record that I need to record, but I'm done. Why do you do so you many songs do, you, and don't put them out? Because you have yeah. been doing that for a long time, recording yeah. and not putting you them know, out. I overthink things a lot. And the good thing is that when I, I, I just, I don't know why I do that. But I'm not doing it anymore, and I'm finally about to release, like, music, just period. Because it just, I don't know, I think that sometimes I get kind of caught in the old world. You know, other music business and this new world is just like, no, just keep pumping out music as much as you can. So I have to get out of that dinosaur 1997, mm-hmm. you know, you know. And, well, um, you like have to set it up and set up the release and have all these things in place. Yes, that's not real. That's not real no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what does putting out music consistently look like to Kelly Rowland? I mean, I, I think at least you should be dropping music every quarter or every, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Every quarter mm-hmm. or like now like i'm gonna release something new soon so it's just like i think a song a month maybe mm-hmm. a song a month sounds right. about right to me see i was thinking you- that you were just busy like producing shows starring on tv like i thought maybe you just didn't have a chance to sit down and say okay i'm focused on this now no i'm crazy <laughs> now have you been have you been watching the versus battle I did. I watched a little bit of, um, actually, I watched Jill's and um, Erica's. I watched Kenny's and, uh, uh, I mean, Babyface and Teddy's. Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. Moments that I could. Yes. Uh, that was tough. I mean, you just think about, like, that era of music and just how mm-hmm. rich it is. 
And I love the idea that they're just like refreshing like all of these catalogs, you know, for these right. artists. And it's just beautiful. I love it. You see your guy this week, though. Your guy is this Saturday. That's a dilemma for you, Kelly. Nelly versus Who's Ludacris. Who's going to win? Nelly and, Lu- Nelly and Nelly Luda. Nelly versus Ludacris. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, now what do y'all think is going to happen with this one? No, we asking you first. <laughs> we asking you first. She's got to throw the turn question on to us. us. <laughs> I don't know because both of those are my boys. So I don't know. <laughs> um... As as well, an artist, it's a, it's a celebration though. It's more of a celebration of the music, but somebody not with the guys. Yeah, not with the guys. In your head, yeah, yeah, you're right. They do make it competitive, but no matter what, I think what it is is it's friendly though between the artists too, because these are people that respect each other, or they wouldn't even do it with each other. True, that's true. As an artist, do you tune in? Would you tune into that just to see what the reaction to the records you're featured on would be? No. <laughs> no, really. Like we proved, we proved that honestly, we proved ourselves. You know, it's, and it's nothing. It's really nothing else to prove. I mean, we that record was like my coming out like record from you know DC. That was the first record I had on my own away from the girls, and it was what 11, 12 weeks at number one, and mm-hmm. that was yeah. a good feeling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm proud of that record. Period. Are you and the girls going on tour a- after this? Like we've heard rumors that. Destiny Child might be going on the tour. Nobody That's what I heard. I said after, after the pandemic is over, <laughs> is that was that ever on the plan? Anything that y'all, y'all thought of of possibly going on tour? I think y'all would know that first. We haven't talked good. about it. We've literally been in pandemic. <laughs> That's a good time to talk about it. Y'all ain't doing nothing. No one. No, it is. But no, no. I mean, but we haven't talked about it. We really, really haven't. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Kelly Rowland when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We're still kicking it with Kelly Rowland. Charlemagne? Kelly, how do you know when a pick is not a thirst trap? Because you said the bikini pick wasn't a thirst trap. How do you know when it's not? Oh, y'all know I was. That was a play on words, Charlemagne. Damn. Got you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) As you take a drink of water. Okay. Exactly. So so it it, it did its job because I saw Rick Ross jump in the comments. What did Rick Ross say? He said you got a bright future. That's what he said. What? what? Did he say that for real? So yes. No, Tim, Tim posted, um, he said, every night I got to prove myself. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that line from, um, yes. oh my God, from... Uh, it was the five heartbeats? Was it the five heartbeats? Yeah. Every night I got to prove my love. I was like, boy, please. Now, did now, you, so he didn't know you were gonna. He didn't know you were gonna post that before you posted it, or did you be like, "I'm about to post this"? I didn't tell. <laughs> so what did he say, and how does he feel when all these guys are making these comments, like Ross and all of what, what? What is that conversation like? That's literally like every night I got to prove my love. That's real. <laughs> That's real. That's why he got to go out there with them golf clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he mad as hell. He stressed out. Then he come back in like, okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> what if he blocked you from that? I no, no, no. He would, I, I, don't be good. I ain't going nowhere. Tim is my bestest friend. Charlotte ain't seen us together. Y'all, y'all all seen us together. Yeah, I seen you guys yeah. in Houston in the club. Mm-hmm. What if um he posted a thirst trap? Tim would never do that. What if you put on some gray sweatpants, no shirt? <laughs> you know the gray sweatpants pictures that guys do. Oh, the gray sweatpants trick? <laughs> I don't think I would care. <laughs> don't give him no ideas now. Yeah, don't give him no ideas. <laughs> what if he created an OnlyFans account? <laughs> what if Only he created fans. an OnlyFans account? <laughs>
Hey, Tim. <laughs> you gonna put on some gray sweatpants and post some pictures? <laughs> he said, what? You gonna put on <laughs> some gray sweatpants and post some pictures? <laughs> He said, I ain't thirst trapping like you. (laughs) 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 When the album dropping, Kelly Kel? I don't know. But it is coming. (laughs) Are you afraid? Are you 2020 this year? Wait, 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 wait. Can I just say something? Can I just say something? I'm paying for everything out of my pocket. Okay. I'm paying for everything out of my pocket. So I'm trying to be smart about everything I've bought my songs, everything. But I, I'd like to do a video. When the hell am I going to do a video? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. You, you're not on a label? No. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. You just with Rock Nation. Rock Nation is managing you still or, or partly managing? Because I know hubby yeah, manages. Rock, Rock Nation is managing, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like really, you know, tricky with, you know, us wanting to do videos. But it's, it's definitely like, meh, it ain't going to happen for a while. But you know what? I've seen people do creative things right now and as far as figuring out how to do a video. Like G-Eazy had crib. people send in G-Eazy different things and one. he filmed his part. And you have so many people that you could get some really dope content from if you wanted to film something to figure it out. And I did have my assistant hit him. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens right. with that. Cause so we got to make sure. I love finding like, new things and giving people an opportunity. Sounds good. You, th- you think labels are dead, Kelly? I don't know if I would say labels are dead, but they know they're scared of me because they know I'm expensive. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Like you know, they look at an artist like myself and they're like, "Ooh, she gonna need glam. Ooh, she gonna need this. Ooh, she gonna need videos." Like I'm also a visual artist. I always say that damn Destiny's Child just set me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> we had so many colorful videos, and that was like a part of like who we are. And now it's just different. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. But streaming is making money, so they can't use that as an excuse. And, you know, you have that other, which I hate to say, but it is true. You know, some artists have a different, I mean, some labels have a different perspective of artists after the age of 30, 35. Mm -hmm. So, and I heard, I remember hearing Pink talk about that very, very candidly. And I was like, really, is that the case? And I had another conversation with a friend of mine. And they're like, well, yeah, because, you know, it's, it's a, because it's like um, he he was saying how you know it's it's tough whatever the, that means but mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting it's very interesting so right. I do I am expensive <laughs> but I figure out my way on a budget in a budgetary manner so, yeah it, it, ageism in the music industry is so whack though especially when it seems like most of the a lot of artists are getting better with age in a lot of ways. And you know what? You know what does give me like faith and hope, or just other women that are coming up in this like new era of music. Like, didn't I think? Um, I think um, Lizzo. Lizzo is what twenty nine, thirty. That's after mm-hmm. twenty five. That's really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but usually it's just like they don't pay as much attention. Like when you're thirty. So I'm just really happy that they're having that moment. Although I did have a moment where. You know, Sylvia Rome got me, I think, at, at 30, and she still put the money in. So you have certain people out there who are still wanting to see women be great after the age of 25. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy to me, it especially is. when all the older black women look way better than the young ones. <laughs> They've learned how to take care of themselves. <laughs> it's the truth, though. 
Yeah, I, I think that you do get better with age, and I think that you have artists that show us, like, why it's, it's so awesome. I, you really do, and you do get better with age. Mm-hmm. It's a really great, great comment. Do you know what your next single is going to be? Yes. Is it a secret? She's like, I ain't telling you we're working on coffee right now. Don't worry about that now. I just want to know. I want to know what's the follow-up. I'd like to know what the plan is for you. Well, because, like, I don't want to say yet. I feel like my mouth has gotten me into a lot of trouble in the past. Like, just talking really? too early. And it's, yes, it's, it's actually a quality I really appreciate about, like, yeah. Rihanna don't say nothing about nothing. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, I have a makeup line. It comes out in 24 hours. Like, that's just some smart shit <laughs> me. So, yeah. I think I'm going to take that on. <laughs> okay. Well, not introduce mad at that. a new record for the people. Introduce oh, a new on, record real, for the people. One, one more thing. You, have you seen that old Destiny's Child clip that's floating around the internet and y'all just talking about all type of birds? And <laughs> were y'all high in that video? No, you know, good and doggone well, we were not high <laughs> It sounded like y'all was high, though. Busy. No, no. That was the 13th hour of the day where I remember they put on our schedule, like, this whole, by the way, the reason why we were, I feel like truly we were such successful international, successful internationally, is because we put the work in over there. We'd be over there for, like, seven seven days in uh, eight different countries and literally just, like, have interviews all day. And that was the 13th hour of wherever it was where this gentleman's accent was, because I don't remember. It was definitely a blur. And... He was asking us all these questions. So, yeah, when you ask somebody what kind of animal you want to be, I don't see a bird. Like, really? <laughs> that's not happening, Mr. Black Panther. Like, we were delirious out of our minds. So, no, all the, I mean, it, it would definitely probably sound cooler to say, yeah, man, we were, but we were not far from that. We were just delirious. Okay. Got you. All right, well, let's introduce the record right now. Let's get it on. Absolutely, this is Coffee by me, Kelly All right, it's Kelly Rowland. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Well, Kanye West, former bodyguard, did a podcast, Hollywood Raw. He was a guest on that podcast, and he was talking about different people that he worked with, and his least favorite person to work with was Kanye West. Here's what he had to say about the rules that he said were, quote, ridiculous, and what Kanye would make him do. Kanye um, basically has some, some ridiculous rules. He wanted you to stay 10 paces behind him on a city street. So, again, obviously, if somebody's going to come up and, you know, do something to him. By the time I, I'd run up to try to prevent it, it would already have happened. He also said that Kim and Kanye would call the paparazzi on themselves. I think pretty much people know that. There's no way they know where you're going to be all the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Kanye told, Kanye told y'all in the song, I'm about to call the paparazzi on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I do, I do think the Kardashians uh, do that way more than Kanye does. I don't know if that's Kanye's actual bag, but the Kardashians definitely do it. I mean, the irony in it is to pretend that you hate the paparazzi and be mad when they ask you a question, but you called them to come, so... Right. Well, I'm saying he he probably does, but I'm saying his family probably does it, and he's, you know, probably didn't get hip to that until later, later on 
in the situation. All right, now, Neo and Crystal Smith, it looks like they are back together. We've been seeing the two of them have been quarantined together with the kids. And Kendra G spoke to Neo, and here's what he had to say after they had already been saying they were going to get divorced, and they kind of went back and forth publicly at each other, but it looks like this pandemic brought them back together. If I got to be inside, I want to be inside with people that I know love me beyond a shadow of a doubt, and that I love beyond a shadow of a doubt. And regardless of what me and Chris was going through at the time, never did I ever say that I didn't love her. I never had anything negative to say about her. Even if you listen to the Picky Ring song, it ain't a diss record. I didn't say anything foul about her through the whole song. It was just a record about what I was going through at the time and how I chose to deal with it, how I chose to, to, to view it, to face it, or whatever the case may be. So I, when I came home, I came home to the people that I love, and that's everybody that I love. That's my mother, my sister, my four children, and my wife. So here we are. Hey, drop on the clues bombs for Kendra G, man. Kendra G been out here cooking during this quarantine. She got the the, the little the singles thing going on Instagram Live. She be getting great interviews. Mm-hmm. She is hustling during this quarantine. Salute to Kendra G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she looks amazing while she was doing it. So congratulations to her. That's dope. She's really out here working. All right, now let's talk about uh, two NFL cornerbacks. They're facing multiple charges after an incident that happened Wednesday night in South Florida. DeAndre Baker from the Giants and Quentin Dunbar from the Seattle Seahawks are facing four counts of armed robbery with a firearm. What? And Baker is facing an additional four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm. The two of them, the allegations are that they robbed guests at a party in Miramar, Florida, according to the Miramar Police Department. So I don't know exactly what happened with them, but you according mean, to guests, TMZ, like, they were at a cookout. Strip, give me all your stuff, that type of lay down and give me your stuff. According to TMZ, they were at a cookout at a home in the Miami area Wednesday night playing cards and video games and arguments started. That's when they alleged that Baker whipped out a semi-automatic firearm and then directed the two other individuals to start robbing the guests. They allegedly took thousands of dollars in cash, several watches, and other valuables from individuals at the party and then threatened to shoot people before leaving the house. Sheesh. Don't shoot me after you rob me, man. Just take you. You got what you came for. Okay, <laughs> you know, don't, don't be bitching and juice after you get what you need out the store. Okay. All right. Now, Wendy Williams has some things to say about Future and Eliza Rain. As we've been telling you, Eliza Rain did have the DNA test done. It turns out Future is the father of her child. So they have eight. He has eight children now. He has eight baby moms. And here's what Wendy Williams had to say. What do you say for yourself for a man who's 36 years old and now has eight children with eight babies moms? Huh? I say, he's pathetic, and so are you. If you dare lay down with this man, you think nothing of yourself. And I'm talking about future. And yeah, they say he's worth $40 million. So what? Future, you need to tie it in a knot and leave it alone. Although I guarantee you that between now and next year, he'll have two more kids. Damn. So he's going to have two kids by next year? It's the over and on that, guys. You taking bets? That'll be something good for ESPN to do since they ain't, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about the sports right now. You know? I wonder if you should. Put that on ESPN. Wants, I wonder if he wants to have more kids. Mm. Well, right. a baby he just put out yesterday was his High Off Life album, and <laughs> that's his eighth studio album, also, okay. by the way. Yes, serious question. So, Does Future have more kids than albums? I'm asking seriously. I really don't know. How many kids he got? Eight. He got eight kids, eight albums. Oh, so it's time. So he might, so he might be, he might do that on purpose. He yeah, might put out an album babies. for every child. Seriously, if so, I'm gonna be that's honest. Impressive. I think it's eight kids, but I'm not a thousand percent sure. I read different Jeez. things on different places. Hey, <laughs> that's that's a thousand percent. 
Dropping the clues bombs for future for your eighth album and your eighth child. If that is true, that is very impressive. We haven't that seen is. that in hip hop. All right, and we're going to have some uh, from Future later on this morning. But right now, let's get into this. Now, this is uh, Joyner Lucas. You know, he did the Will song, paying tribute to Will Smith. And Will Smith actually got on the remix, so that's a huge deal. And it was a dope video. I think it's amazing that the two of them did this together. Uh, so here is Will remix. It's Joyner Lucas featuring Will Smith, and we're going to get that on for you. I right, well, thank you for that rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to, brother? Um, punk-ass pandemic prankers. Oh, pranksters. Okay, they need to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Word with oh. them. Okay, it's three of them. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Great two. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Friday, May 15th goes to a few punk-ass pandemic pranksters. COVID-19 clout chasers is what I call them. All of these individuals are the type you hope catch the virus while they are trying to go viral, okay? Behind donkey door number one, we have Amos Troublefield and Antonio Green, both hailing from the beautiful state of Florida. What does your Uncle Shala always say about Florida, huh? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. By the way, coronavirus cases in Florida have continued to decline despite businesses opening up. So clap for them, okay? Got to give credit when credit is due, at least for now. All right, if they were one of the first states to be part of this social experiment and it's working, carry on, okay? Now, our next contestant on the hee-haw is right, TikToker F. Jossie. Come on down, F. Jossie. Okay, F. Jossie is from New York, uh, I believe the Bronx, so that explains a lot. So we have three individuals all receiving their credit, okay, all receiving the credit they deserve for being stupid. Why? Because they think it's a game out here. I am all for having a good time. I love to laugh. I love to joke, especially during a hard time. Social media absolutely has been one of the outlets that takes our mind off of things during this COVID-19 crisis. But one thing that has been reconfirmed for me during this whole pandemic is that money is not the root of all evil. Attention is. Okay, this generation replaced the C and cream with clout and never look back. Clout rules everything around me, and these digital D heads will do anything for it. Okay, case in point, Amos Troublefield and Antonio Green, both 18. Okay, both young, so they can bounce back from this, but we still have to hold them accountable for being jackasses. Okay, according to the NY Daily News, both these young men were arrested for shoplifting a $4.94 bottle of fabric spray. They also stand accused of disorderly conduct. Why? Because according to police, uh, according to a police report on the smoking gun, Amos and Antonio were walking around a Walmart in Florida, coughing and spraying Febreze on customers. They told police that they were just trying to be funny and make videos for YouTube. You two youngins were doing that in the great stand-your-ground state of Florida. You are lucky to be alive today because coughing on me or near me and then spraying Febreze on me during a time when corona is showing y'all what going viral really looks like, that's assault, period, okay? And in a stand-your-ground state like Florida, if you feel like you're being assaulted, well, meanwhile in New York, I believe this might be the Bronx. Uh, if it is, then it explains a lot, like I said. Uh, F. Jossie, he's a TikToker. Is that what they're called? They call TikTokers? Yeah, I guess a TikToker. Ticks. We call them ticks and talks. Ticks, talks maybe. TTs. They don't have a name for it? They don't have a name for what they do? I guess. I don't know. Well, he's a TikToker. Okay, but what they do is uh, sucker-ass pranks like he did. 
All right, I would just, I would rather just call him a tick. That'll make me feel good because that's what ticks do. They latch on to things and suck the blood out of them. Just blood sucking ticks. Okay, at a time when essential workers have shown America who the real heroes in this country are, at a time when we should be making essential workers' lives easier, this tick. F. Jossi is making their life harder. Now, if you are NNY, then you know they are trying to keep the trains clean because the trains are a petri dish of disease, viruses, germs. If it is one place coronavirus was spread, it would be on the trains in NYC. Well, listen to what F. Jossi did. Let's go to News 12, the Bronx for the report, please. It shows him pouring a gallon of milk into a big plastic tub with uh, fruity pebbles, and he just eats out of it sitting on the subway and then accidentally pours it onto the floor, infuriating many essential workers. Popkin's TikTok account has over 3 million followers, and many on social media are calling the move selfish and privileged, especially when the subway shuts down every night for sanitizing. And of course, others point to the wasting of food while many around the country spend hours waiting in line at grocery stores these days. The NYPD says they are looking into the matter. Coronavirus out here getting people sick. Coronavirus out here killing people, and you walking around with a tub of milk and fruity pebbles, spilling it all over the goddamn train because you want to go viral. The MTA released a statement about F. Jossi, and they said a new low, pulling a prank on essential workers in the middle of a global pandemic and making essential workers clean up your mess, despicable. End quote, I agree. All right, you're making it hard for the same folks who are making it somewhat safe for your punk pandemic pranking ass to even be outside. And this the mother effing thanks they get? This F. Jossie kid also walked into a store wearing a surgical mask with a hole cut in it. So you want to put other people at risk and make essential workers' jobs more difficult when all of us should be helping each other help us? Not to mention all the homeless people in NYC who are probably in these streets starving. You know what they would have done for a box of Fruity Pebbles? It's families right now who the head of the household has been laid off and they are trying to figure out where their next bowl of cereal is coming from and your privileged wannabe host of punk ass is ticking and talking, wasting what could be someone's only meal of, of the day all over the train? The privilege of it all pisses me off, man. You probably would have gotten more attention by handing out boxes of cereal and milk to people who need it as opposed to spilling it all over the train. I would rather have 100,000 views doing something positive than get a million views doing some BS. But I'm one of those old school cats who still believe in karma and, uh, you know, giving out the kind of energy I want to receive back. So don't listen to me. All right. But listen, what if y'all get sick? Antonio Green, Amos Troublefield, F. Jossie. What if y'all get sick and have to go to the hospital and these essential workers remember y'all names and faces? What happens? Number one, nobody will feel sorry for you because you earned that virus. You actually chased it and caught it trying to go viral. And number two, those essential workers, they'll have way more empathy and compassion than y'all did, okay? They would still help y'all digital-minded dumbasses because that's what real ones do at a time like this. Sadly, we live in an era where we always have to help those who don't know better help themselves, okay? We the ones with a little common sense and compassion for what others are going through always have to clean up the best that the stupid ones make in this society. Case in point, the essential workers who had to clean up the fruity pebbles behind F. Jossie's wannabe viral ass, okay? Listen, take some talkers. Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much, all right? You want to know why the curve is flattening all over the country? You want to know why it's flattening in New York City? Because enough people have come together to take the proper precautions by social distancing, wearing masks, staying home, whatever we have to do, okay? And coming together is the beginning, all right? Staying together is progress. We've done that for the past couple of months. We've stayed together. We've stayed the course, and we are seeing positive results, all right? You know what you call that? Coming together and staying together, you know what you know what that adds up to? 
working together. And working together will always be a success. You three are working against us. And by working against us, you're working against yourselves and the whole rest of the country. Do you really want to be enemies of the state? Takes and talks, huh? Please give Antonio Green, Amos Green, and F. Jossie the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Also, why isn't F. Jossie in jail? Antonio and Amos Amos went to jail. I know they went to jail for shoplifting a little bottle of Febreze, but shouldn't this be some sort of crime? I think it should. It, it, maybe it should be a new law put on the books that if you are, you know, causing essential workers any harm during a time like this, or you're making their lives difficult during a time like this, you should get locked up. I don't know, disorderly conduct maybe for F. Jossie on the train spilling that whole tub of cereal. I don't know, vandalism maybe something. Put, you put put the cuffs on him for something. He needs to be held accountable. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when we come back, we were talking about the vaccine, and they had some, I guess we can call them guinea pigs, right, E? Well, yeah, they're the ones that are going to be doing the testing. So some people have volunteered, and we actually were talking about how they test out that vaccine and why people will volunteer to do such a thing just for the greater good. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051, would you be a guinea pig for, uh, as ye said, the greater good? That is the question. Me, myself, I can't. I, I, I mean, I got five kids and a wife. I, 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 I can't. Uh, no. Charlemagne? No, I wouldn't. I have a bright future. <laughs> ye? Um, not for a vaccine, but I think if I had coronavirus, like currently had it and I was really sick, I would be a guinea pig for medication that could work to uh, cure it. But okay, not for medication vaccine. kills you. Yeah, but what if you're about to die anyway, and then this could save your life? Well, there's different cases of coronavirus. You got the mild case, you have the more severe cases, and then you have the Yeah, that's why I said if I, I mean. was really sick and about to die, I would do it. So if it was, if if it was, it was fatal, fatal. If you, was, if you knew yeah, that if you were probably was, going to die. Yeah, was I would try. When you get to a point where you'll try anything then I think, yes, I would be a guinea pig yes. in that case. If it's either that or nothing, but I wouldn't do and a I, vaccine. Okay. And, I, and I, I I agree with that. And um, that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, why not go get, you know, these these people that are doing forever in prison, these people that have committed these heinous crimes who got right. 200, 300 years. Why not go to them? Because they're at the end of their ropes in life. You know what I mean? Like, that's the that, that's why I said earlier, why would these people choose to be human guinea pigs, human crash test dummies. Like, what's going on in their life that they're just like, okay, I'm down. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about uh, kind of like being a guinea pig. So they mm-hmm. have this vaccine and they're giving it to people. You, you got the updates of what's going a cor- on? With a coronavirus vaccine is what it is. And so we actually played some audio this morning from a person who actually is a participant in the coronavirus vaccine trial, Neil Browning. This first phase of the study, there was 45 people broken up into three groups of 15 
where my initial group received a very small 25 microgram dose of the vaccine. After two weeks and we showed no signs of any untowards behavior from the vaccination, the second group, which got four times that at 100 micrograms, was introduced to their dose of the vaccine. Another two-week pause to make sure that no ill effects were felt by that group. And then the final group of 15, which got 10 times my original dose of 250 micrograms, got their doses. Uh, in the interim between that, we all get blood tests to make sure that we're doing okay. Right. So we're asking 800-585-1051, would you take this vaccine? I would not. Uh, maybe if I was a, a lot older, my kids were older, and I was taking it for them. So hopefully they can get a vaccine so they can be okay. But right now... Nah, there's, there's still a lot I need to see just in case this thing don't work out too right. You know, my daughter is, uh, today is her last day of school, of high school. So she's supposed to be in college next year. So I'm excited about that. You know, I got you know, five kids and a wife. So nah, I'm good. I'm good money. I, I, I'll pass. Now for myself, I don't really take anything. Like I've never gotten a flu shot. I don't do things like I don't take medication. So I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm never for putting something foreign into my body. Whoa. What about you, Charlamagne? You into putting something foreign in your body, bro? Shut up, nigga. Uh, listen, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do this. Uh, I have a bright future, and there is no reason for me to be a human guinea pig at this point in my life. I am 41 years old, okay? Why am I sitting around in someone's laboratory letting them put back vaccines in me? What? What has my life come to? Then I'm like, sure, I'll be a crash test dummy. Like, well, I want to know why are regular everyday civilians signing up for this? You know what I mean? Like, I would go to the prisons, right? I would start with the prisoners who are doing these stupid football numbers, the ones who are in there for these heinous crimes. And I feel like those people would gladly volunteer. You know, I'm sure they would. I just want to know what makes a human who has something to live for do something like this. Like, I really want to know the psychological makeup of these people. How would I even explain that to my wife? He was saying that he saw all of the harm that the virus has been doing and he just wanted to be of help when you see things like that happening. So, and some but people are all, feeling we, like that. We all do, but we don't want to do that. Like, I, I want to know, does he have a family? Does he have a wife? Does he have kids? Like, I don't what, know. I, want, I, I would really like to know the psychological makeup of this person that he would volunteer for something. Or maybe he feels like he's saving the world. But let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? This is Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. Now, would you be a guinea pig? Would you uh, take the vaccine to try it out? Well, I, I absolutely would, but I also work in clinical research. And so, you know, the reason that I think that this is so important to just clarify is, you know, there's there's a lot of misconceptions about clinical research. But without clinical research, we wouldn't be able to find cures for all types of diseases and 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 conditions such as COVID-19. So, um, you know, probably the, the most of the, this study is going to really focus on healthy people, people who have no medical conditions whatsoever to ensure that we get good clinical data to see if this particular vaccine works. And there are other vaccines that are being, you know, worked on right now in other places. Um, I live in, in Virginia and uh, mm-hmm. UVA and VCU are doing things now too. So, I think it's very important. They're going to look at a very precise, very healthy-looking population. And so mm-hmm. if you have that opportunity and, and you're able to to do that, definitely look on clinicaltrials.gov and get the information so that you can educate yourself and make sure that you're aware of, of what the criteria is. And can I ask you two questions? Of course. Um, two questions. Number one, is there ever a lack of people volunteering for being tested or is that something that 
is we you have so many people volunteering that you have to choose? Absolutely not. It is very tough to find patients who meet the criteria in a lot of clinical trials. Um, so, you know, we rely heavily on advertising in the community with, you know, the good people like you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, advertising. We're not advertising. Radio. Not oh. advertising. Just <laughs> talking about it. No, absolutely And the, not. And, and the second thing, people get paid for this, right? People do get paid to participate in clinical trials because they are volunteers. So it, it's, it's well, absolutely a volunteer, um, po- you know, is, possibility. Is it life-changing money? No. Usually no. no because it's because no. it's about, you know, that's it's all about coherence and, and, and that's, you know, the FDA and, and the IRBs that are involved that protect the welfare of people who volunteer, they make sure that that does not happen. What's the criteria, by the way? You said being healthy and what else? Generally, with uh, phase one trials, which is probably what this is, preclinical trials have already been done on what you guys call the guinea pig. It's usually done mm-hmm. on small animals. So this, this particular trial is, is being done on healthy volunteers. I can only imagine that it's probably somebody 18 and older who is very, very healthy, who has no medical history, is mm-hmm. not on any kind of medication. So they're looking for, you know, a person who, who fits a very probably strict mold. Okay, final question for me. Um, do you have to sign a waiver that if something happens to you because of this vaccine, you can't sue or anything like that? I'm sure. There, there are, there's a, a document in clinical research called an informed consent, and that informed consent gives you all the information as to what that study pertains to. Any previous uh, information that they received from the data when they did the injection or they did the vaccine on the animal studies, and um, there is a clause in there that whoever the pharmaceutical company is for that vaccine, they will be held responsible for any anything uh, that's related to whatever oh. happens to you. So if you so if, so if you have something happen to you and they and, and it is found by the physician who's doing the clinical trial to be um, related to that particular medication, they are absolutely responsible. Oh, so you okay. get paid. Okay. Yeah, you but, do get paid. Yeah. We, learned a, we learned a lot just now. Thank you. Thank you so we much. Did, thank you, guys. And what, thank, thank, thank you for you. all that you do for the community. Bye-bye. Thank you. you. Yes, that that right there seals the deal for me. Absolutely would not be worth it. <laughs> okay? There's no way in hell I'm signing a waiver that something potentially could happen. I don't care because if I die, so what? And then my family gets paid, I'm dead. You know yeah. what I mean? And sometimes I know. sometimes these trials do go left and it doesn't work out. All right. Well, well, the only way I would do it is if I turn to Captain America or Luke Cage or Wolverine after the science experiment like that's, this. And that's, my, that's not going to happen. That's that's not gonna happen. But 800-585-1051. We'll take your calls. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. If you just join us, we're talking about would you be a guinea pig? Would you take or try the vaccine to save the greater community? Everybody else, your family and all that other stuff. Me personally, I got five kids and a wife. I'm not taking no vaccine. I'm not trying anything out. I can't be a test dummy. Not what even about to you save guys? your family, you just said? Uh, not right now. Not as a test dummy. Nah. Mm-mm. <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah. This is how this is how people become superheroes, or supervillains, monsters in every single comic book movie because they're letting the government do some type of experiment on them. Okay, but guess what? This ain't the movies, dog. 
and I got a, I got too bright a future. All right, I got three beautiful little girls I want to see grow up. Uh, I got a beautiful wife. Uh, life is good. Okay, I can figure out other ways to help the greater community other than being a goddamn crash test dummy. Especially after what that young lady told us last break. You got to sign a waiver, and the waiver tells you everything that could possibly go wrong. Yes. I really want to know the psychological makeup of these people who choose to do this. Because if you sign that waiver, looking at all the things that could possibly go wrong, and you still do it. I don't think you got much to live for, personally. Well, I will say, though, people, there's a lot of medication that we see on TV, and it tells you all the side effects. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. People still take that. Not not, not that it's going to kill you. Sometimes it could. You know what I'm saying? Or it might might kill you. What what medication is out there that that they advertise on TV that's going to kill you? They say can cause cancer. That if we took... We could actually sue the pharmaceutical company. Nah, they they, they say can cause cancer, cause, can cause erectile dysfunction, can can cause pancreatic this, but it's not not just you will die, not that. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Um, this is Makai. Hey, Makai. Now, would you be a, a a test dummy or a guinea pig for the vaccine? Um, yes, I would because you know I would have a better chance at like living because it's better knowing that you have a chance. Than just going out knowing that you're gonna die. How old are How you? How old are you, Makai? Um, to be honest, I'm 14. First of all, you have no choice but to be honest because we can we can hear the lack of puberty in your voice. That's number <laughs> yes, we one. Can, we can definitely right? hear it in your voice. Number number two, there is no decision you could make like this uh, without asking your parents. Okay, where are your parents at, Makai? Oh no, my my dad knows. My dad knows. Your dad knows what? <laughs> he knows that I he knows that I um try to call. The radio, like, I ain't talking about the radio. I'm talking about taking the vaccines for these white people, Makai. I ain't talking about the radio. I'm talking about taking the vaccines oh. to be a guinea pig or a crash test dummy. You couldn't make that decision without asking your father, Makai. Where is your daddy? True. So I can tell him. So I can tell him what you planning on doing with your life. Um, right now he's at the store. Yes. But- okay. Where's your mom? Um, out. Makai, do you understand what it means to do a clinical trial? Like what you would have to do to be experimented on? Um, not really. Okay, Makai. So exactly, if somebody asks you, you just say no, Makai. You say no. I gotta talk to my mom or daddy. Okay. Okay. Please, right. Makai. What, what grade are you? Don't. What school? What school? What, what grade are you in, Makai? <laughs> uh, I'm in eighth grade right now. Okay, mm-hmm. eighth grade. So you, no, next yeah, year you, you go to you high school, a... sir. Next year you go to high school. Yes. All right. Well, focus you... on high school, Makai. All right. Makai, you are you break. bored in the house? Cause you're in the house bored. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, Angeli. You've never sounded so old on this radio. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Like Jesus Christ, I'm trying to speak the kids' language. Well, Makai, you have you have a, you have you a, have a great, great future, Makai. You have a great day, Makai. Goodness gracious! What's the moral of this story? He was bored at home. There's a moral to the story. I wanted to talk to. <laughs> you didn't even know what the like question this. was. The young man, Makai, is a prime example of what I'm talking about. He's 14 years old. Clearly, he's just not psychologically ready to make a decision like this. I just want to know the psychological makeup of people who choose to do things like this, man. You know what I mean? I just want to know. Mm-hmm. That's all. And that's, why, and that's why she probably said, the woman who called earlier said, they have a hard time finding people. Because who would sign up for this? Well, she also said, and it's also because you have to fit, like, this whole entire uh, description of being healthy and they do these uh, interviews and all of that stuff. So even if you did volunteer, there's not a great chance that you'll be chosen through. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's talk about Boosie versus Webby. What went on <laughs> online yesterday? What happened? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, Boosie and Webby had a back and forth on social media yesterday. Now, it all started with YFN Lucci. He posted uh, the Memwares did that for the boss at official, official Boosie. And Webby said, nice pick. Memwares did that and doing all this ish for the boss now. But where the F all you Memwares was when I sacrificed all my ish and took care of families when you was in jail, B, just wondering at official Boosie. Well, after that, Boosie responded and said, you could have called me. Truth is, you never sent my mother a dollar, and y'all have free Boosie concerts all over. She never got a dime. You lying, bruh. Waka, yo, Gotti, Jeezy, hit her with stacks. Why not you? Everybody know I've tried to help you millions of times. Every time we try to get you in the studio, you leave. Trill even tried getting writers for you to help you out, bruh. Two years ago, you wouldn't even clear a Tootie song saying you made the title. It's up, really. You was down getting 7K a show. I put you on my tour and gave you 10K for seven shows out my pocket. So you'd be straight. And what do you do? Try to sink the whole tour, missing dates, not doing radio, etc. Telling the DJ you only doing three songs. He's very explicit in everything that happened. But, yeah, so that's uh, basically, you can read the whole thing on his Instagram page. It's still up right now. Well, that sucks. Boosie and Webby have been partners for a while, but you know people grow apart. And guess what? None of Mm -hmm. us know the dynamics of their relationship like they do. So they probably have every good reason to not be rocking with each other right now. My only recommendation is, my brothers, the way y'all grammar and run-on sentences and lack of punctuation is set up, just do videos. Just record yourself it's saying stupid. whatever it is y'all going to type. <laughs> Shut up, man. That's all I, I hope ask. they work That's it out. All I, I hope they work it out. They That's were good friends That's beforehand. I, I hope they work it out, man. And you know what? I, I haven't really heard Boosie say nothing bad about Webby or vice versa before Not this. So I really did think everything was cool. All right. Chick-fil-A has surpassed Burger King and Taco Bell on the best-selling list. It is now the second highest grossing restaurant chain in the United States, even though they're not open on Sundays. So... You know what number one is? McDonald's. McDonald's. Of course, yes, McDonald's. Chip, <laughs> Chick-fil-A would have been did that if they were available all over the country. You got to think, Correct. Chick-fil-A just uh, became available all over the country a few years back, you know, before yeah, just, it was just regulated to us in the South. Yeah, now it's just well, in the East Coast, and the lines are still crazy. I passed the one in Ramsey not, yesterday, and that line, my than, goodness. There's less than 2,500 locations in the U.S., and McDonald's has about almost 14,000. Exactly. But they got they got him in they got him in LA now too though. All right, Bad Bunny made history. He is the first Latin urban male artist ever to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. So congratulations to Bad Bunny. He just put out his album, uh Las Que No Iban a Salir, the ones who weren't going out. Those were songs that didn't make that he wasn't gonna put out before. He put that on a Mother's Day from uh, other features that he already had. And so congratulations to Bad Bunny making so, big things. Salute happen. the rot, salute the rotten rabbit drum. How did that make you feel? First of it's all, stop disrespecting the man, okay? It's bad right. bunny, okay? <laughs> it's well deserved. What do you mean? I don't know how many times we have to go over the same thing? It's bad bunny. But we out here okay. winning, bro. Dramas. This is our year. I mean, you know, pandemic aside, Latinos were winning this year. Dramas, you might have to smack Charlemagne one time. Just smack him one time. I, I'm thinking about it. Wait till you come back in here. Wait, wait till this whole thing's over. I will, yeah, I, will, I, will, I will bend over and let you smack me if that's what you want as a congratulatory. Uh, see, I'm not, you see, well. I'm not into whatever that type of stuff you're into is, so please. Dramas, would you say all this started with El General? 
Yeah, I mean, the, all, all these guys are letting Daddy Yankee, you know, all these guys are, are obviously But legendary. I mean, early, early, early on, El Hanara was before all that. Right, of course. But then you have Daddy Yankee help kind of cross over and bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. And now Bad Bunny's just, you know, running with that whole baton and, and getting, you know, he's he's knocking it out of here. He's like our Drake, man. He's the Drake of the Latin world. Wepa. I know Hanna. I know Hana Hanarel. He was Han Solo's sister in um, Star Wars. You see? Yo, stop it. Go ahead, the, the disrespect uh, Evie, is crazy. I know you know El Hanarel Putun Tun. Is that what was the name of the song? Putun Tun? Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. And what? That's on. That's on. That's on. That's on. That's on. And muévelo. Muévelo, muévelo. I wave at them all. Hi guys. Congratulations. <laughs> Stupid, my God. No, but that's Blue dope. Dog. So shout out to shout out to Bad Bunny for having that you know, and I can't believe Absolutely. that's never happened well before to have an urban Latin artist on the cover of Rolling Stone. So that's huge. Absolutely. All right, that's Barack crazy. Obama admits that he is not uh he's secretly kind of happy that his daughters are stuck at home. So, and I'm sure other parents feel that way as well. You know, speaking with former staffers, he said, first, having no sports to watch has been driving him nuts. But secondly, he said, the fact that Malia and Sasha are stuck having dinner with me is pretty amazing. Yeah, I love that too. My my daughter almost made me cry yesterday. She was like, you know, the the bad thing is when this pandemic's over, she was like, I love cooking breakfast with you every morning. She was like, it's the best. She was like, when this is over... It won't happen. You'll have to go to work. You'll be traveling. You'll be doing shows and seminars and real estate. She was like, I love the fact, Dad, that I see you all the time. I love it. Well, I'm yeah, sure and you learn- and will be cooking breakfast together at some point soon. Who? And you learn you learn new <laughs> things about your kids. You know what I'm saying? Because we be on the go so much, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not, like, as present. We're not 100% present. I would say Correct. I'm 100% present now as yep. opposed to, like, 60%, 70% present. When you're 100% present, you learn new things about your kids. You learn new things that you're into, that they're into, new things that they think that, that, that make it all worth it being home. Absolutely. All right, now let's talk about the versus battle. Erica Badu and Jill Scott, their streams tripled after that battle. Their streams rose from $2 million to six. Million, so combined, that's what they did. So that's really dope. The first female battle of versus was last weekend. Amazing. So shout out to them, and shout mm-hmm. out to Tiana Taylor. I, I'm sure you guys saw the snippet of her "Bear with Me" video. It looks so super dope. She's a really amazing performer and artist. So I'm excited to see what that whole yeah. video is going yeah, to look, look like. Dope. That yeah. snippet looks. Yeah, I actually dope. heard. I actually heard Tiana's album. Tiana album is dope. Tiana album needs a visual. Um, I pray that Def Jam. Uh, our good music, whoever she signed to, I pray that they cut her a check so she can do like a 20, 30-minute mini movie for her mm-hmm. album. Because Tiana's tale is, her, her visuals are incredible. Absolutely. All right, and shout out to Kevin Hart. You know, he did the All In Challenge. That's Michael Rubin's charity for helping coronavirus. And the person who won, he actually hopped on a video conference to let him know that it's his time for his close-up. So here he is talking to Henry Law. Henry, I want to congratulate you. You are a winner. You have won this particular portion of the All In Challenge. My man, let me break this down to you. Henry, you will be in my next movie. You will have a line. You will have a trailer. You will not only have a trailer, you will have an assistant. You will have a five-star hotel. You will get a car service. You're going to get the whole shebang. All right, so congrats to him. That's going to be fun. It sounds like he's really up for it. So he's an anesthesiologist, and he's been working front lines of coronavirus. He's from Philly. And he's a big fan of the 76ers also. So feels like the fight was fixed, but, you know. All would, right, I'm Angela like, Yee. Mm-hmm. No, I would also like to add, uh, because of that Jill scott Erica Badu battle, I went to Erica Badu's website, Badu World Market, because she had, like, the after party. I, I, I messed around and spent $305 on her website. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. What you bought? So, some so those hoodies verse- and sweatshirts and t-shirts? I bought, yeah, my, you know, my wife is a huge Erica Badu, Jill Scott fan, so I bought, uh, like, a couple Erica Badu t-shirts for her as mm-hmm. well as myself, and I bought that, that the incense. Really? Definitely did. Oh, yeah, okay. $50. Wow. Bought some booty mm-hmm. shorts, too? They, they don't sell shorts. I lost all those hoodies and uh, crew necks up there, but $305 just that fast. So, yes, that versus definitely works. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else, the People's Choices Mix is up next. We throw it back on a Friday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we have to shout to Kelly Rowland for joining us this morning. The Godiva Chocolate yes. Coffee Goddess Kelly Rowland. I love Kelly Rowland, man. Great person, great mm-hmm. spirit, great energy. She just, she's just so free. Nothing but love for Kelly Rowland. All right. You got to play our um, record, though, man. Radio, when radio, certain artists, right, certain legacy artists, because I feel like Kelly Rowland is a legacy artist, certain legacy artists, when they go independent, radio should support them just because. Because Coffee's a great record. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we're going to support it up here, so shout to Kelly Rowland. Now, when we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let me shout to my daughter again. Today is the last day she will be taking classes at high school. She graduates, uh, actually, well, June 24th, they moved the graduation back, but she's finished after today. No more um, high school classes for her. She's excited, and she's ready to take the next step into her, her, her next life if she can, if they allow it, if they open up schools uh, next year. But uh, congratulations to Maddie Chu. And also shout out to Tokyo Jets. She put out her stimulus package uh, project today. So shout out to Tokyo Jets as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is coming from my guy, Bishop T.D. Jakes, man. Bishop T.D. Jakes said, destiny is not for comfort seekers. Destiny is for the daring and determined who are willing to endure some discomfort, delay gratification, and go wherever destiny may lead. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 